of Mile High Bias. Woo! One month in a row, baby. Yeah, I know. One month. Alright, so this is our fifth episode. I got five on an episode. Even though we don't do it this episode, I don't think. So. What can you do? <laughs> Let's go. Let's roll. Alright. Steen and Tyler, as always, folks, we got a long episode. Lots of stuff to talk about. Is this not the greatest time of the year, Stan? This For is. For sports fan, you this got, is. March, N- oh, you got NBA and NHL playoff races heating up. You got March Madness right around the corner. They're even playing baseball, believe it or not. Uh, all, <laughs> Crazy. All the major sports in action. And let's get this episode off off and running, baby. All right. So the end of the regular season in uh, college basketball. Right. right. So player of the year awards. Right. Well, this is going to come down to pretty much Olenek, uh, Kelly Olenek out of Gonzaga, Victor Oladipo out of Indiana, and probably either Trey Burke or Otto Porter Jr., from Michigan and Georgetown, respectively. Uh, who's your pick, Stan? I'm going to go with uh, the guard from uh, Indiana, Victor Oladipo. Oladipo? Why? Yeah. Why? Give me some reasons. Crazy athletic, super fast, plays crazy defense, dumps on anybody. That he does. Uh, can you really argue against Olenek, though? Uh, Seven-footer out of Gonzaga, averaging 17 points and seven rebounds for the nation's number one team. Um, and in a year where there really is no clear-cut number one, can you argue going against the best player on the number one team in the nation? I can. You can? Yeah. All right, Just because the crazy plays of all of these other three, out of Porter, Victor, and uh, Trey. Right, and they also get more national media time and exposure than Olenek does. Um, I'm sure the casual fan might not even know who he is. Um, so you have Oladipo winning it? I got Oladipo. Yeah, who do you got? I got Olenek. I'll stay with Olenek, that. Olenek, um, all right. Although I do think uh, Trey Burke is a strong candidate, although he's fallen off lately. Um, but it's based on the regular season, but he might give him a big push in the postseason play. All right. So we'll see what happens. I right, stick with basketball now. Championship week. Right, one of the best weeks of the year. Yep. We got So far we have uh, 13 teams. 13, 13 teams are dancing. Yep, 13 teams are dancing. So out of those thirteen teams, not counting uh, Gonzaga or Creighton, okay, um, which team do you think is the most dangerous in the tourney? All right, the one that could surprise some people. Pull a first round upset. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with South Dakota State out of the Summit League. Um, they have a senior, Nate Walters, who averages like 25 points a game. They have a bunch of seniors on the team that have been playing with each other for a while. Um, they also went down to the pit this year and beat New Mexico at New Mexico. Um, so they have the experience, and they have the one player that they can put on their back and uh, ride to a first round, maybe even a second round uh, upset. They'll get seated uh, probably 13th or 14th, so they'll be playing a four or a three, um, which I think makes it even more doable because that's where those uh, bubble three, four teams will be that um, – because, you know, this year is a down year, um, so they could face one of the weaker three or four seeds. And uh, who knows? Walters gets hot. They might pull off the upset. I met. I'm taking Iona for a lot of the same reasons. The Gales? Yep. They got, like you said, they got a senior-led team. Right, right. This team can uh, score. They can definitely put up some points. They're third in the nation for points per game. Right. At 80.7 points a game. One in offensive efficiency. Team. Yep. And they got, like you said, a, a major player they can put on the back. And who? And Momo Jones. Um, he can carry the team. That he can. Um, Averaging, what, 23? 23 points a game? 
Yeah, he had a great game against uh, Manhattan the other day in the uh, Metro Athletic uh, Conference Championship. Um, they were down a bit, and he put them on their back and rode them to victory. Um, so with these tournaments going on, we're going to take a look at three of the uh, bigger conferences and go ahead and predict who's going to win them. Um, we'll start off with the Big East. Who you got out there, Stan? Out of the Big East, I'm going to take my favorite twin at the Big Dance in uh, Louisville. And that's, 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 that's my team. All year, right? yep. Like I said, they can play great defense in the past episode, so I love them. Right, that's true. They also tend to underachieve in these in the Big East tournament. Um, some teams come to play, and um, it depends how much Patino wants that number one seed. Because if they win the Big East tournament, they'll probably get number one seed. But this year, I don't really think it matters. But uh, I'm going to go with a, a smaller school in Marquette to take it all. Um, they play defense as well. Um, they have the seed line where they play the winner of Notre Dame and uh, some other school that won't beat Notre Dame. So uh, they can take Notre Dame, and then they'll face Louisville in the quarters. And I think they'll knock off Louisville and eventually take the uh, championship. Um so I got Cincy coming out of the Big East. Okay. And you got Louisville, right? I got Louisville. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. Big Ten. The Big Ten. I'm taking Indiana and the Player of the Year. Oh, well, what a surprise. Well, they're yeah. just going to run it over. Indiana's, they're going to do work. Indiana's another team that I don't know if they need to win. Um, I think they bow out early. I think Michigan State and Tom Izzo take it. Um, I got Michigan State in the Final Four. Um, I mean, all, it's all dependent on the bracket-wise, but they have the talent and especially the coach to make it. Um, I think they start their run now and go ahead and take out the Big Ten, pushing themselves all the way up to a uh, number two seed. And their last conference, ACC. Uh, can you go with anybody but Duke here? They're, no, they're no. undefeated. Duke, is, Ryan Duke Kelly. is the team. Ryan Kelly's back. Um, you can't really argue against them. Um, North Carolina's not nearly as good as they were in the past years. I guess you could go Miami or NC State if they make a run, but I just don't see it personally. Duke all the way. They got Duke rolling to a number one seed and probably rolling to the final four. All right. Now they got the championship championship week over with. We'll go on to. The World Baseball Classic. Yeah, this event. Um, not a lot of people even know what's going on. Um, this was supposed to be a huge thing for the MLB and uh, international baseball, bringing all the players together in a mini uh, Olympic-style tournament. Um, any reason why it's not been successful as it is? I mean, all the games are broadcasted on MLB Network, and no one even gets to see them. Yeah. I just don't think people in, in baseball mode yet. I think we're all in basketball mode still. I don't even care about baseball at the moment. So you think it's too early? I think it's too early. Well, I mean, it's in spring training. Yeah. But I mean, this is really the only time they could do it. Would you rather have them do it after the season? Yeah, I like after the season. Well, I mean, then someone gets hurt, and they're out for the whole offseason. Well, if someone gets hurt for the... Beginning of the season? Yeah, okay, they're out for, the out for the regular right, season. That's why a lot of people stay out of the World Baseball Classic, because yeah. they don't want to get hurt, especially if they're going into a contract year. Um, I mean, this is their livelihood. Um, yeah, that's really all I have for the World Baseball Classic. Just want to let people know that's going, going on. on. Um, <laughs> it's actually quite entertaining if you watch it. Um, I was watching the Dominican Republic versus Italy game yesterday, and they're all just like the little leaguers out there, just jumping around, having fun, um, trying to represent for their country. Um, 
We did win last night. Was it yesterday? Team USA, yeah, we did win. We beat uh, Puerto Rico, I believe, 7-1. Yeah. Right? Sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't watch it either. (laughs) Well, no one has MLB Network, so... Alright. Anyways. So, rolling right along, we'll move on into the big news and the free agency. Free agency. Yep. Happened yesterday. A lot of big moves out there, a lot of little moves out there. Uh, we're going to do a little segment where we just go through and uh, name off some teams, and we'll say that they're winners and losers and why. All right. So the first Who's team. first? Miami. Oh, this might be the big winner of the uh, whole free agency market. Um, they obviously got the big snag in Mike Wallace, and they also got Danelle Ellerby um, improving their offense and their defense as well. Um, a couple of unknown or uh, minor signings that might have gone unnoticed. Um the uh, Brian Hartline re-signing, that's huge. It gives them an inside receiver to go along with Mike Wallace. Uh, Tannehill's got to be stoked. Um, they re-signed Matt Moore, who's a quality backup in this league, which is uh, needed because if your number one goes down, you need someone to maintain the ship afloat. Um, they lost Reggie Bush today, which I don't think will hurt them. They got uh, a kid from Kansas State. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he'll do pretty well in the backfield by himself, I believe. Um, Daniel Thomas, that's his name. Um, yeah, he'll be, I think he'll be a better role. Uh, probably want to pick him up on your fantasy team next year. Uh, they also signed Philip Wheeler. Philip uh, Wheeler. Linebacker from Oakland, and, uh, I think he'll do well in their system. All right. Got next. All right, Stan. Chicago. Winner, Chicago. Winner, winner, Big winner. Bubbers. I love what they've done so far. Yeah, why so? All right, so we, we signed Bushrod. Jermon Bushrod. Right. Great, we got another left tackle. It's so about time. Things. Yep, it's about time. Protect Cutler back there so he can throw it, and another target for Cutler to throw it to. So we have to rely so heavy on on Brandon Marshall uh, and Martellus Bennett. And right. Martellus Bennett, he can spread the field, and uh, he can also he's a great blocker as well. He's a big boy. He's a big guy. He's a yes, big boy. So I love those are the two main signings that I love. Uh, I think even the franchising of, of Henry Melton, yeah, keeping him on the D line. Yeah, that's a big beast. one. I, want, I, I hope they resign Brian Erlacher, which looks like they are. They're working things out. Yeah, I mean, he's like 90 years old these yeah. days. Uh, he's like the Ray Lewis today. He's the heart and soul, right? Yeah. Oh, they win one, and win one this year, and then he's gone. Yep. Oh, yep. oh, man. Big predictions at the moment. There it is. There right. we go. <laughs> All right. So the next team we'll move on to is the former Super Bowl team, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. All right. Uh, they tied up a bunch of money in Joe Flacco. Uh, they lost pretty much everybody on their defense. They lost Ellerby. They lost Paul Kruger. They lost Ray Lewis to retirement. Could lose Ed Reed. They're probably going to lose Ed Reed and Kerry Williams. Um, they did sign uh, Chris Canty, fill up the middle along with uh, Nada in there. Um, but, I mean, it's just not enough to uh, to get them back to maybe even the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough division. You got uh, the Bengals who are on the rise and the uh, Steelers who are always good. Um, yeah, they're definitely, some, they're definitely losers in this free agency. Um, they tied up all their money in their quarterback, which, I mean, you have to do in this league. But they just don't have enough uh, pieces around them. They lost Bolden, too, to San Francisco. Um, they just don't have enough pieces around them to maybe even make the playoffs. We'll, we'll see how good Joe Flacco is next year, though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the All next right, team we're moving. We're going yeah. Broncos division. 
Kansas City, baby. KC. How they doing? I love KC's team this year. <laughs> They're going to be an explosive offense. That's no good for the Broncos. I know, I know. It's going to be scary. But with uh, Andy Reid there, you got signed Dwaymo, kept him. Right. They signed uh, a great slot receiver in Donnie Avery. Give him another, uh, what's his name? Alex Smith, another weapon. Right, that never hurts. No. And then they kept a, an awesome left tackle in Brandon Albert. They could even draft another they one. They could even draft them. another one. And what are some of the ones? Yeah. They signed what? Oh, they signed Dunt, uh, Dunter Robinson. Robinson right. Who's right. a good quarterback. Nothing crazy, but he's a good one. Right. Didn't they get a, a tight end? And they, they did get a nice tight end that could give him another weapon. Oh, right. From the Dolphins? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they added to the defense. That defense, that they brought back five Pro Bowlers, I think, or something like that. Right, from last year. And they also uh, signed uh, Mike DeVito from New York. Uh, he's an underrated player, in my opinion. Uh, he'll do some good things there. Yep. So sticking in the division, we'll move on over to Oakland. Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. Uh, do they ever win anything? Uh, this franchise has just been on the downhill swing ever since John Gruden left. Um, yeah, they're going to be losers again. They uh, <laughs> just released Michael Huff and Darius Hayward Bay. It's never good when you're releasing your first-round picks from a couple of years ago. Um, the, they lost Phil Wheeler to the Dolphins. They lost a good young defensive tackle, Desmond Bryant, to the Browns. Um, they really haven't re-signed anybody uh, except Philip Adams, a cornerback. But, uh, I mean, who is Palmer their quarterback? I mean, nobody even knows what's going on there. He's a free agent as well, I believe. Um it's going to be tough. <laughs> this will be a tough year for the Raiders, and we might see them in the uh, Chiefs position next year out of that number one slot. Good news for the Broncos. <laughs> right. <laughs> and last but not least, we'll go to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. They are losers. They just cut Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're going to have to sign. They have to draft a quarterback, and I'm assuming starting this year and try to try to pray for something. <laughs> right, right. Um, they lost... Uh, and Andy Levitre and a George Wilson. Right, Levitre, one of the best young guards in the league, really helping Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller in the run game. I know that part out, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's the Bills. They're losers. They're not going to have a quarterback. Well, they might. We'll see how the, their pick does. They need a Geno or Barkley. Or, well, they'll have an inexperienced quarterback who's yeah, never played down in the NFL. Who comes to a struggling team. I guess their their starter right now is Tavares Jackson, who we know has done done wonders in the NFL so far. Um, So that'll wrap up our winner-loser segment. Uh, I want to talk about the Broncos for a little bit, Sam. A couple moves we made. Uh, We cut DJ Williams. What's your your feelings on that? I'm fine with that. Wesley Woodyard had a great year last year. Right. It just amazes me how... uh, one player can go from like a superstar, yeah, first round draft pick to being going cut crazy in three years. I mean, it just shows you how how much how you have to stay on top of your game the whole time you're in the NFL because um, it is a business, and uh, if you're not worth the money, they'll definitely cut you, or release you, or trade you uh, without hesitation. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, well, he lost his job to a suspension, right, and you- then. Woodyard outplayed him yeah. and then came back and he just really wasn't the same. I mean, it's tough, but that's the life of an NFL player. I mean, who else? Did we, do, we re-signed Vickerson, right? 
Yep, we can resign Kevin good. Dickerson. That'll be good for the middle of defense, yep. although I still think we need to address that with our first pick. Uh, we need a big young, because Dickerson's only around for maybe one or two more years, if that. Um, we franchise Clady, which we love. We already right. talked about oh, that. Yeah, that was a Yeah, I did. Um, we signed an uh, underrated guard in Luis Vasquez from the Chargers. He was uh, their main run guy over there. Um, hopefully he steps in and improves the run game, although it doesn't look like we're going to need the run game because uh, talks, talks out of the media report are that we're in the hunt for uh, Wes Welker. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be a pass-only offense. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll have to run the ball just to keep him honest. But if we get Welker, um, do we move ahead of San Francisco and Seattle for Super Bowl favorites? I think so. I mean, how could you not? Uh, you got Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, and Welker. And Wes oh, Welker. Um, with Peyton Manning throwing dope? There's no way. <laughs> right. Um, with a good offensive line, that's going to be one tough offense to stop no matter who's playing defense. Um Although, you know, I don't think we get Welker. Um, I think this is just a ploy by his agent to get more money from New England. Um, although, if we do get him, I'll be extremely happy. Um, but I don't see Welker landing with the Broncos. I see him landing with the Broncos. They said a decision should be reached by the end of the day. So, we'll see. Fun, we'll um, see. Obviously, it would be a huge help to the Broncos, but I, this is a major uh, agent ploy to get more money for his client. All right. Sticking to Denver, we'll move to a different sport. In the Denver Nuggets. They are on fire. Yep. On fire. How many in a row? Nine in a row. Nine in a row. Uh, Make it ten tonight. Ten? Knock on wood. That's right. (laughs) Mello's back in town, right? Mello's back in town. All right. So we got got some questions for you about this Mello back in town. The return. Let's do it. So this is a big deal? This return of Mello? Um, in my opinion, it's not. It's just another game against the Knicks, who Carmelo Anthony plays on. Um, I'm sure the fans will be hyped up, though. Um, I don't know if, I'm not sure what kind of response we'll get. If it was right after the trade, he definitely would have got booed. Booze all over the place. But I think the fans are happy with how the trade played out. Um, I personally would uh, thank him. He brought the franchise out of irrelevance, led us to the playoffs for so many years in a row. Um, although we didn't have that much success. Uh, it was better than seeing those 19-win seasons um, and those number two and number four draft picks. Yeah. Um, it's not a big deal. No. No, no, no. Right. So in the in the trade, the Camelo for the package of Knicks right. players. Right, right, What team is better off? What, two, three years later? Two and a half, I two. believe. What team is better off currently? Yes. And for future. Well, future is definitely the Nuggets. They have a ton of young assets. Um, they're only going to get better, and they're going to keep their main core intact. Um, I still think the Nuggets are better than Knicks currently. Um, the Knicks started off hot, but they've been fading recently, playing back to their uh, the style of play I thought they would come back to. You can only shoot so many threes that'll go in, you know. You live by the three, you die by the three. Um, Melo's going to have a big night tonight, though. He'll go for 40-plus. You'll be feeling it? Yeah. Um, Although I do like Iguodala's defense, uh, Mello, he knows this arena. He uh, he won't be nervous. Knows he knows the altitude. <laughs> he knows the altitude, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to have a big night. Uh, he'll, he'll probably shoot 30 times or so, but he'll get his points. All right. And so, moving on, in the uh, playoffs for NBA, which team would go further? Knicks or Nuggets? Oh, that's a tough one. Um the Knicks probably play 
Boston, I think. I'm not sure who they play in their first round. But, uh, and the Nuggets will play either the Clippers or the Grizzlies. Woo! Um, I know the Nuggets, um, they'll win their first round matchup, and then they can push their second round matchup. Hopefully it's the Lakers beating the Spurs over the eight, but that's yeah, that's wishful thinking. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It could even be a push. Uh, they could both lose their first round matchups. They could both win their first round matchup and lose in the second round. I don't see either team going farther than that, though. Um, we'll go with the push. Push. push All, right. <laughs> All right. So now let's move on to a sport we haven't really talked about yet on this podcast. Ever really, except yeah. for one time, one little blip. Yeah, I think a pick of when the Blackhawks were going to lose, but we're talking hockey with the Avs. Right. And the Blackhawks did lose yes. to the Avalanche. Uh, I was a little off on the prediction. I got the right team, though, so I'll take that. Um, we just re-signed Ryan O'Reilly to a two-year, $10 million deal. Um, apparently, they were only off by a million dollars. He missed half the season for the team. Are you... Uh, Okay with that, or would you rather have him come? Because we're much better with O'Reilly. Yeah, apparently. Are you okay with the player holding out for more money, even though it's only a million dollars and wasting half the season and potentially ruining the chance of the playoff spot? I'm not a fan of the holding out. I'm not a fan of the, the sitting out seasons to hold out, or games to hold out. Well, I don't care if you hold out if it's a substantial amount of money. I mean, it was only a million dollars. I mean, that's a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But it's a two-year deal. He's going to get another deal in two years from either the Avs or another team. It'll probably be a big money deal because uh, he's a great young player. Um, he really hurt the team for half the season, you know. We struggled. We had some injuries, too. Uh, it probably would have been a different season if he came back. Um I mean, you got to do what's best for you if you thought the million dollars was worth it, than it was. Um, but he really hurt it. Really hurt us. Yeah. So now with him back in the lineup, we are four games out of the playoffs right now. Four points? Four points, four not four games. Four, four, four points. Right. Out of the playoffs. Um, yeah, the whole Western Conference is really jammed up. Um, I mean, we're second to last in the conference, and we're only four points behind the eighth seed. Um it's going to be a crazy last 20 games or so. Um, every game matters from here on out. Um, I think with O'Reilly back, we can make a playoff push. Um, it'll be tough, but uh, I think we'll pull it out and uh, hopefully grab that eighth seed and who knows, maybe go on a uh, Kings Los Angeles Kings run of last year and uh, win the, bring the Stanley Cup back to Denver. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Alright, so that's, that's it for our pro talk. Enough, that's enough hockey talk. Let's yeah. get out of here. <laughs> so now we can take a quick clip break, I guess you'd call it. Quick commercial break. Quick from commercial. Your, uh, we'll go with the... From your uh, local sports team. Yeah, we'll go with the Broncos this time. Uh, Ooh, all right. to follow us at the Mile High Bias on Twitter. Send us an email, send us a tweet. Oh, we appreciate all the love. We'll be right back. Rivers going left, and it's intercepted by Chris Harris. Clip. Welcome back. And we're going to move on to college basketball. Best time of the year. What do we got for CSU? We're going We're going to see the end of the year awards for the Randys. We got quite a bit, I believe. We right? got a few, yeah. What do we got? We got for first team, uh, All Mountain West, 
We got good old Colton Iverson. Right. He was a beast all year. Uh, Averaging the double-double in right. conference play. He deserves it. Um Transfer played out of his mind. Went from averaging like six and six to like fourteen and ten this year. Um, nothing but the best for him. Yep. Second team, we got Dorian Green. Right. Uh, even arguably should have been on the first team. Um, he's a good player. Had a great career. Um, take Leader of the Rams. Team, right. Take it all the way to the bank, baby. On third team, we had Pierce Hornung, who's also on the third team and all defensive team. Right, kid plays hard, plays with heart. Rebounds uh, out of his mind. If everybody played with that kind of heart, it'd be a different kind of league to watch. And then, well, we got one honorable mention in uh, Wes. Yep. Yeah. Um, no worries about that. Uh, he maybe he didn't have the greatest of a year. He got asked to take a reduced role. Um, still played well, and he can still put up points when needed. Um, but Hirano got sixth man of the year as well. Sixth correct? man, yep. Right, coming off the bench, big part of CSU's success. It's huge. And Iverson got newcomer of the year, which uh, is obviously yeah. the first team, and you're a newcomer, you're going to make it. Um, moving on to the tourney. Uh, just started yesterday, actually, with Nevada beating, or Wyoming beating Nevada, sorry. And uh, UNLV's up pretty big on Air Force currently. Um, how far do you think CSU can go in the tourney? I think they can win it. Win it all? I think they can win it all. Well, I mean, I'm sure most – can we just give us a pass on Fresno State and say we beat yeah. them, right? Then we play who UNLV. Play UNLV. You think we take UNLV I think, I think, home court? I think we could. We, we've lost by three, I think, last time we were there. That game winner that our sixth man lost. Not, not lost, but missed. Right. It was a good shot. And it almost right. went down. Um, yeah, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a raucous atmosphere. Uh, I'm sure the fans in Vegas will show up. Um I think that's where we lose. TLB. I think this is the tournament that gets UNLV rolling. They'll start to gel and uh, go on a big run in the tournament. Um, you got New Mexico on the other side? Yeah. New Mexico roll into the championship game? Yep. You think we can beat UNLV and New Mexico? In I, think, I, think so. I think so. Uh, I think we got it out for New Mexico for their two losses. I think we want well, it. We'll definitely it be amped for that game, but we can't overlook UNLV. That's a team with solid talent. Um you taking San Diego State or Boise State? In the 4 5 matchup? I'm yeah. taking Boise. Boise. I like the upset so. there, yep. Uh, I like that, but not very much. <laughs> um, they want to make their case for the tournament. Right. They just didn't play well away from home this year, and it's we're not in the Taco Bell arena. Um, San Diego State rolls there, I think. Uh, defense is too much. I think San Diego State beats New Mexico as well. And then UNLV beats San Diego State for the championship. Right. Although I feel all five teams will be in comfortably. Except uh, Boise is the only one who's going to be sweating a little bit if they lose to San Diego today. But only time will tell, right? Yep, only time will tell. All right, let's move on to the Pac-12 and CU. CU, what they get? They got some awards. Roberson, congratulations, buddy. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive right? Player of the Year. Uh, that's a big honor. Uh, Pac-12 is a... Uh, one of the major six conferences. Um, anytime you win a defense player year, it's obviously an incredible honor. Uh, did they get any first teamers? They got two first teamers in uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Andre Robertson. Roberson, sorry. Right, uh, Roberson is a stud. Uh, his game will translate well to the NBA, rebounding wise at least. He still needs to touch it up offensively. Dinwiddie, this kid's going to be good. This kid's an NBA player as well. He's a six guard. He can shoot and he can play defense like no other. Um, he should 
he might be drafted late second round this year, but he's going to be a good uh, pickup for anyone who doesn't draft him. All right. In the tournament. Pac-12 Pac-12 tournament. Also underway. Yep. Um, bus play at Oregon State. You think they get revenge for their loss? I think so. Right? I think so. Roberson's back in. Right. Roberson did didn't work. play last week, and that was huge. Um, so if they beat Oregon State, they play Arizona. Three-game sweep this year? Or it's tough they to could. beat a team. They, they, yeah, no, it's tough. The season. But they I think, I think they could. dominated them at home. They were dominating them on the road until some free throw troubles down late in the game, and then obviously the missed call with the chin uh, three pointer. Yeah, I'll take I'll take CU over that. CU over Arizona yep. will yep. run again, and then they play either UCLA or the Stanford Arizona State winner. Uh, I think it's safe to assume UCLA will advance. So CU UCLA. That's I'll see I say UCLA win that one. You got UCLA taking yeah. on the bus. Yeah, they came into. Coors Event Center and beat him up there. Um, ben Hallen's a great coach. Uh, I think UCLA will win there too. Um, it's not, that'll get the Buffs into the tournament. Uh, I think the only way, even if they lose to the Beavers again tonight, I still think they'll make it, but they'll be dropped down to a bubble team. But their RPI and strength of schedule numbers are good enough to get them in over the other bubble teams. They also have some good wins on their resume. Um, for the overall tournament, who you got winning it? I'll take I'll take UCLA. UCLA I'm taking it all. Yeah, yep, they're rolling. They just won the regular season. Uh, I'm gonna go with a little underdog here and take the Trojans out of Southern California. Ooh, they're playing fantastic basketball ever since they changed coaches in the middle of the year. Um, they have Utah, which should be an easy win. They play Cal, which will be tough, but uh, beatable. It's one of those teams that's comfortable, and even if they win the whole tournament, their seating's not going to change. So the coach could opt for rest and maybe uh, work on some schematical things for the tournament that he might not do in a normal regular season game. Uh, Cal's a good team with Alan Crabb, uh, Pac-12 Player of the Year. But I think USC is going to roll, uh, pull off some upsets, and make a CU-type run of last year and uh, get the automatic bid and maybe even stretch the Pac-12 to six bids. That'd be crazy. All right. So now we'll go to our picks, picking the spread of that spread. Wrapping up the show. Well, yeah. last week, Steven with Louisville, I just got picked Woo! up every week and uh, roll on to I'm the I'm tempted too, yeah. <laughs> oh, lucky for me, the season's you, almost over. Yeah, so how, how'd, your, uh, how'd your three-team Colorado parlay do? Well, the three-pick kind of fell on its face. <laughs> um, DU covered pretty easily. Inverted, Right, um... CU was without Roberson. That I did not know before. Um, that definitely yeah, hurt. that was rough. They <laughs> lost the game straight up. And CSU uh, did not cover the 16-point spread. Um, uh, it happens. It's gambling, you know. Uh, you win some, you lose some. Drops the record to 3-3. Three and three. I'm at 2-2. Two and two. Steven's at 2-2. Two and two. Um, We'll get back on track this week. Uh, for this week, though, since... We're not going to be able to know who's playing um, on the Saturday. We're going to go ahead and use our Big East, Big Ten, and ACC picks and uh, use them as future picks and try and get <coughs> try and make a lot more money off of it. Um, so for the Big East, I have Marquette and Steen has... Louisville. As, of course. <laughs> Big Ten. I can't think of it. Big Ten's got, Indi- got Indiana. Yep. I have Michigan State. Yep. And for the ACC, we both have Duke. So go ahead and get those future picks, and uh, you'll be taking them to the bank this week. Um, that's going to do it, it, right? Yeah, that's it. As yeah. always, remember to follow us, the Mile High Bias. Spread the word. We really appreciate it.
appreciate it. Um, no one talks sports like we do. Um, go ahead and uh, that's true. <laughs> go ahead and show the love, and we'll bring it back. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.